What's up everyone? It's me AJ and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour and it's time for the ultimate breakdown. Welcome back everyone to the ultimate breakdown. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, You're probably wondering where I was last week and I just want to say that I decided to skip a week only because there was not much going on in the Housewives world but I will make it up to you guys because I will be doing a reunion reaction for Salt Lake City. There is just way too much to unpack, so it will be posted this coming week right after the part three airs. Um, I have all my notes prepared, and I will talk to you guys, give you my hot take, and, um, and wrap up the Salt Lake City season. But without further ado, we're going to start with Beverly Hills. I know I always start with Beverly Hills. So word on the street is that Erica's ongoing legal battles are... Um, making it hard for her to make ends meet. Now, this is obviously just hearsay, but I'm going to be talking about it. A source spoke with Life and Style and said she's fallen behind on rent and is terrified that she'll end up on the street before this whole ordeal is over. She is currently being sued for $2.1 million by attorney Manuel Miller um, for aiding and abetting her estranged husband, Tom, um tom allegedly embezzled millions from his clients so in this lawsuit erica is accused of knowing that tom was using his clients settlement money to fund their lavish lifestyle as documented on beverly hills erica also 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 erica also allegedly encouraged tom's crimes to give her the lifestyle she desired including private planes 40k a month glam squads designer clothes and high-end jewelry Erica has denied any wrongdoing and is doing everything she can to clear her name. This includes spending tons of money on attorneys to fight her various legal woes. But the source notes she's having to spend every penny she has to defend herself. Look, if this is true, um, you know, her new house is nice, but does she really need, you know, three bedrooms? You know, I, I don't know, like a pool, everything. Like, can't she just get like a little apartment or something? I mean, yes, we're all going to judge her because she went from this, you know, huge lavish lifestyle to then getting this small house look we get it sis but you know it's relatable look we're all struggling to pay rent um you know i i totally get what she's talking about so if this is true um i definitely think she just needs to cut down on her lifestyle i mean it's as simple as that continuing on the topic of erica according to radar online evolution media who is the production company behind real housewives of beverly hills and a couple other bravo shows has turned over materials as part of a lawsuit filed by the law firm Edelson PC, who represents orphans and widows connected to the 2018 Lion airplane crash that were once clients of Tom Girardi. So producers for Beverly Hills Housewives are compiling, I'm sorry, they are um, complying with a federal civil subpoena by turning over all of the footage that they have of Erica. The law firm also claims that Tom used the money owed to their clients to fund his and Erica's lavish lifestyle. As part of the lawsuit, Edelson fired off a series of subpoenas to NBC Universal and Evolution to gain as much information about Erica as possible. The subpoenas were filed in October, with Evolution finally complying by handing over the requested footage. NBC Universal has yet to turn over any documents or footage to the law firm. A judge recently signed off on Edelson going after Erica personally for the missing money, and Erica has refused to hand over a dime, claiming she did not know about her husband's alleged crimes. Um, I mean, it's obviously still ongoing, but, um, I mean, I wonder what footage 
you know, is really going to be able to help these people. I mean, uh, I don't know. Because Tom wasn't on, on, you know, camera that much, so I don't really understand what this has to do with Erica. But, um, yeah, <laughs> more stuff to come on that, I guess. Also, attorney Ronald Richards um, shared an alphabetical list of all the claims in the Girardi Keith's bankruptcy, totaling a staggering... $517,943,491.63. I have the list of the claimants here, um, and many of them will obviously be challenged in court. But um, according to these documents, what it's including is a $363 million in unsecured claims, $17 million in priority claims, $137 million in secured claims, and another $250,000 in administrative claims. Um, obviously shocking considering that Tom now claims to have no assets left and this development means that it's highly likely that Tom's, um, well actually know that Erica will get little to no financial payout when their divorce is eventually finalized. Um, Tom and Erica's longtime Pasadena mansion has been on the market for months without a buyer coming to the table. The trustee is trying to unload the property and has dropped the asking price to a mere $8 million. Um, the trustee is also suing Erica for millions, and Erica is being sued to return the $25 million Tom's law firm used to pay the bills for her EJ Global company. Um, yeah, Tom's debts will need to be paid before Erica will be granted a divorce or see a diamond spousal support. So this will definitely be interesting. So that's basically the latest update. Closing off with Beverly Hills. Recently, Teddy opened up about her exit from Beverly Hills on her and Tamara's podcast called Two Teas in a Pod. So what she said was, at the end of my season, I was mad. I texted, the quote was, I texted, I've trended on Twitter every single week from hate and you aren't going and you aren't giving me anything else but the negative. Please, I'm doing the work. I'm showing up. I need you to show my life in some other capacity. And ultimately, the goodbye happened two weeks later. She added, I was completely surprised, and she noted that she was shocked over the news she was being let go as she had such a great relationship with production and had already discussed her storyline for next season. She said, I had absolutely no idea. I do know there was a new showrunner, so there were changes being made. When my friend texted me and he's like, hey, it's in Daily Mail that you got fired, I was like laughing. She opened up and was honest about being fired from Beverly Hills, which doesn't happen often in the world of Housewives, as we know. She said, of course, I could give you the standard response of, oh, we both came to the decision that it would be best. I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. Of course, when I got the news, I was sad. It feels like a breakup almost because you develop such strong relationships with the cast and the crew, and you get to do incredible things that you probably would never get the experience without the show. Since exiting, Teddy appeared on the show during season 11. However, her guest appearance wasn't well received by fans or her former co-star Garcelle, who called Teddy annoying for no reason, like a little gnat. Meanwhile, Teddy also revealed that she did film for season 12 at the opening of Kyle's store in Palm Desert, but she doesn't know if she will get any screen time. She explained, I'm not filming, but I did something for extra, and while I was doing that, I may or may not have been filmed. Um, I mean, it's definitely cool that she's, like, honest about it, you know? I personally think that she, um, and this is, like, no shade to Teddy, um, but I personally think that she just didn't have anything really going on. And I don't really think that, you know, we were interested in, I mean, there wasn't really anything personally going on with her. I feel like she kind of just came in. I, 
the two seasons that she was on okay because i think she was on for two seasons um yeah the, like the two seasons that she was on were you know like her first season had to do with that whole vanderpump thing the puppy gate so it wasn't really i don't know and then the second season was just like she was pregnant and then she was just dealing with like like she wasn't really doing anything and she just kind of confronted Denise and that was like her claim to fame for the second season. I don't know. I just didn't see nothing was really interesting with her. Obviously she's had, you know, some personal struggles that are deeply sad, but um, I don't know. Like she just didn't have much going on. And she was, uh, you know, in the words of Sutton, she was kind of boring. So I, I definitely understand why they took her off because Beverly Hills is one of those franchises where you cannot afford to be boring. There has to be something exciting about you because these women are always exciting, especially the Beverly Hills ladies. So, um, and definitely over the top. And Teddy was not over the top. So I, I saw it coming. I really did. The fans weren't really well received with her. But I don't know. I think that the show is kind of okay without her. She could probably be a friend. But even then, I mean, you know, I don't really think that she brings much to the table in, in that sense. All right, we're moving over to Jersey. I got a bunch of things to share with Jersey. So it's obviously no secret that Margaret comes for Teresa's new beau, Louie, during season 12 of New Jersey. But um, according to Margaret, she only brought up Louie's past out of pure concern for Teresa. She insists she's not trying to hurt Teresa and just wants Teresa to have her eyes wide open before marrying Louie. Now, I want to make a note. If you go back and listen to my interview with Margaret, she did kind of speak on this a little bit, saying that she only wanted the best for Teresa. I'm starting to question that a little bit only because I feel like she's kind of stirring stuff up for, you know, I, I don't see much going on with Margaret this year. So I don't know if, um, you know, she's kind of just trying to stir stuff up, uh, <laughs> you know, for for the sake of ratings. It's working for sure because Jersey is leading in ratings right now. But anyways, Margaret spoke with Entertainment Tonight and she said, I hope that she can see that everything that I would ever do is only out of concern for her. I don't have to talk behind people's backs. Whatever I say behind the back, I will say to their face, and I do. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like when I say it. She thinks I'm the only one. Everybody, and I mean everybody, had something to say, and I just say it. She also laughed at Teresa's fans, um, claiming that she's battling with Teresa in an effort to take over the show. Um, and she said, it's just stupidity. We are better together, not apart. Um, I, which I agree. Um she said, I think if it was the Teresa show, she would have had her own show already. It's 12 years. I think it's an ensemble show. We all need each other to succeed and do well. I think it's funny. I think that's what, in her head, that's what she thinks to make herself feel better. And I think it's funny, but she should have shown... Uh, oh, she would have had her own show already. She also said, um, she's a very overgrown toddler. It's like being on the other side of a very overgrown toddler. A very strong one, obviously. But it's a very big temper tantrum. She said, the truth is, Teresa is a woman who is very guarded, paranoid, thinks everybody is out for her. And I do believe she does feel this way, not just with me. She feels everybody is not to be trusted because she has been hurt so many times. A lot of people have done things, or she thinks everybody has an ulterior motive to hurt her. There is no benefit for me for anything bad to happen to Teresa, none whatsoever. I have no vendetta against her. So the drama is obviously going to turn physical this season after Marge calls Teresa a liar. However, fans will have to wait to see what caused Margaret to call Teresa that. Um, she did say, she says that I'm the one who leaked anything negative about Louis to the press. I leaked the video. I could get my hands on that video. I mean, cut me a break. I didn't even know who this guy was. That was classic. I mean, if I had that video, I would have sent it directly to her. I wouldn't have leaked it to the press. I'd be like, what the hell is this? 
She just pretends things aren't happening and she makes up a story after story. For what? What does she have to hide? What is she protecting? I question her judgment. The entire Bravo world, anybody who's seen this stuff on the internet has questions. Obviously, we all have questions, and I, I I respect Margaret for you know bringing it up to her. I do think that she's a little too obsessed with it, like kind of just move on. Um, it's really not that big of a deal. Just judge Louis for what he is. Um, I don't love Melissa and Joe, <laughs> but um, I do agree with them in the sense that you know they're kind of sticking by what they know with Louis, and they're kind of just like I don't know, like I'm just judging him based off of what I see and what I see I like, so that's what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I do think that Marge is digging a little bit, but I'm going to wait to give my full opinion as the season goes on. So recently, Melissa and Joe appeared on Watch What Happens Live, uh, where they, um, so basically on a recent episode of New Jersey, Gia and Joe went at it, um, over comments that her uncle made about her dad in the press. Gia called her uncle disrespectful for claiming her father didn't know how to be a man. She also took issue with her uncle blaming her dad for the death of his mother uh, so andy asked joe about all of this during a recent episode of watch what happens live Andy said it's one of those things where you're watching at home and you're both right you can understand she doesn't want to hear it anymore about her dad and you're in this position of trying to stand up for your family joe claims that he never really speaks about joe judice ever and insists that judice is one that can't stop talking about him and melissa in the press he said i wonder if they um ever yell at him for anything if you go out and look there's 11 articles i've never said anything he also adds that before his blowout with gia his sister Teresa had been venting to him about her ex-husband he said before that day my sister and he's speaking about the reunion before that day my sister is telling me they're going through a divorce and she's telling me all these things that he was saying to her so i'm sitting there and i'm thinking about all this and then we had that episode a couple of days later so i explode and it's my sister. I'm trying to protect her. Meanwhile, Joe and Melissa also revealed that their daughter Antonia's relationship with her cousins has been strained amid Joe's drama with his nieces, Gia and Melania. Um, that's kind of a shame to hear because I feel like the kids should just not really get involved. I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I get where Gia's coming from, and I also get where the Gorgas are coming from. So for me, I feel like... I actually don't feel like Joe... Um, Gorga says that many bad things about Joe Judice. If anything, I think Joe Judice is the one who says a little bit more stuff about them. And yeah, I mean, Joe's right. I think so. I'm going to, I'm going to take Joe's side on this only because I can relate to this a little bit. And so I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, he doesn't really say anything unless, you know, Joe Judice does, in which case then he responds. That's from what I see. So I did find a recent appearance that Teresa did on Sirius XM's Andy Cohen Live where Andy asked Teresa how her life would be different if she didn't join Real Housewives of New Jersey. He asked, do you think you and Joe would still be married? Um, and Teresa replied, I think I would have never gone to jail. And Andy added, and Joe wouldn't have either. To which Teresa replied, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. And Teresa elaborated saying, the big thing he did was he didn't file taxes and sometimes people do go away for not filing. But then if you settle with them and say you're going to pay them, maybe you won't go away. Andy moved on, noting, okay, so you wouldn't have gone to jail. Would you still be with Joe? And then Teresa replied, maybe, before adding, listen, I was the best wife ever, and I know to Louie I'm going to be even better because, you know, you get better with age and you learn things. And so, yeah, maybe we should have stayed married. 
As for if she would still be friends with her former co-stars and best friends Caroline and Jacqueline, Teresa says, yeah, probably. She quickly added, absolutely, yes. I was really close with Jacqueline. With Caroline, I wasn't that close with her. I was respectful to her because she was a sister and I was close to Dina. Um, I just thought that was something interesting. I've, I've already kind of shared my opinion on this, but, um, you know, Teresa is New Jersey, so... <laughs> So this isn't really tea, but I wanted to share my opinion on this. So during last week's episode of Jersey, Jennifer vented to Dolores about Bill not defending her when she almost came to physical blows with Melissa. She said, listen, Bill was a, excuse my French, fucking pussy. He didn't say one word all night. And she said, yeah, I'm fucking mad at Bill. He just stood there and said nothing. It's just, I would have liked something. She went on to vent even more and accused Bill of betraying her once again. She said, for 10 years, I have been putting him on a fucking pedestal. If I saw people ganging up on him, I would have been like, with all due respect, if you disrespect my wife, you disrespect me. It's like he's already betrayed me once and now here he is. He's doing it again. Meanwhile, Jennifer also admitted that she is still feeling hurt and mad over Bill's affair. She said that she feels guilty for still harboring feelings about the affair when she decided to move on from the infidelity. Obviously, it's coming back up right now just because it's on the show. But I wanted to share my opinion on this. Um... I don't think that, you know, Bill should have gotten involved during that whole physical fight thing. I don't really think that that was a good call. However, during the guys' night, I feel like Bill getting up and walking away from that dinner was honestly a stance for his wife. And um, I don't know where y'all stand on that, but I was really, you know, happy that he stood his ground. Um, because all, let's be let's be real. All these women have done stuff that's shady and for everybody to single out Jennifer every fucking season, it's going to get tiring after a while. I mean, some of these other ladies have to come into the, you know, the spotlight a little bit because I feel like everybody just kind of gangs up on Jennifer the whole season. Obviously, she's a tough girl. She can take it, but um, it's going to get a little annoying after a while. And I think that's what Jennifer is trying to say. She's like, I just want somebody to stick up for me. And um, I definitely think that Bill sticking up for Jennifer in that situation with the guys was very honorable and I very admirable and I really hope that um, I hope that she admits that because I think it resonated well with audience members. On the topic of Jennifer, I have a recent interview that Melissa did with Page Six where she says that Jennifer is not an authentic, um, not an authentic person on Jersey basically. She said, I just don't speak her language. I've always struggled with Jennifer because I'm fine arguing with someone, but I never feel like she's authentic. I feel like she walks in the room and she's like, hmm, what should I do today? Um, she said that she can go toe-to-toe -to -toe all day with her other New Jersey co-stars, including Dolores, Teresa, Jackie, and Margaret, but has no time for Jennifer. She said, I tend to dismiss her a lot in my head because I never believe what she's saying is really how she feels. She's kind of like putting it on a lot. I just don't read her as an authentic person. Um, and as for her recent physical altercation with Jennifer, Melissa noted that she couldn't take her longtime nemesis seriously. She said, it's always rough for me with her. I'm just like, sit down. Despite their drama, Melissa uh, empathizes with Jennifer as her husband Bill's decade-old affair came to light. She said, there is a lot that goes on with her this season. We get to see a lot of inside of what's going on with the Aiden family and maybe why she acts the way she does and why she acts up. We definitely talk about it, talk it out a little bit this season. And she adds, I've never seen Jennifer cry so much as she did this season. What I wouldn't normally even bother with her, I completely did. You will see our relationship evolve this season, finally. 
Okay, I find it weird that Melissa's saying that she's not authentic, but then now she's saying that, like, you know, she hasn't seen her cry so much, because I feel like crying is honestly, like, kind of a show, it's kind of like an authenticity, you know, I feel like that's an authentic behavior. Um, here's my thing. Um, I feel like Jennifer is one of the most realist cast members on New Jersey. Um, she's never afraid to say something on camera. She is not afraid to talk about what's going on in her family. She has shown us so much with her family. Her uh, her struggles with her parents, which is completely personal. She doesn't have to show her parents on the show at all. Um, it's it's. I feel like she is the most authentic character on Jersey. Um, so I don't really agree with Melissa when she says that. Um, as far as the physical altercation, only because I didn't get to talk about this with you guys. Um, the way I kind of sat on this is um, it kind of reminds me of, I think it was season six, five or six of Atlanta, where Portia and Kenya got into a physical fight at the reunion. Um, poking the bear, poking the bear. I always believe that, uh, I, know, I mean, obviously there's never a reason to put your hands on somebody. However, if you're provoked, um, you know, I don't think that you're just supposed to sit there. I mean, defend yourself. And um, the way I saw it, and I don't live in Jersey, but this is the way that they, that I've heard people describe it. In Jersey, or wherever you are in the world, I guess, um, if somebody comes charging at you like Melissa did with Jennifer, um, I'm putting my hands up. I'm sorry. The way that she came at her was completely hostile. You have to admit that, whether you're a Jennifer fan or not. Um, Jennifer can say whatever she wants to with her words, but she doesn't necessarily put her hands on somebody and Melissa walked right up to her and got really close to her face so um I'm gonna you know I'm gonna stick with Jennifer on this one only because I feel like she was defending herself um however I'm not defending Jennifer's behavior that night when she called Joe Gorga a little bitch boy because I thought that that was you know a little too much but whatever (laughs) Moving on over to Orange County, just a few quick things to share. So recently I did say that there was a rumor that Heather was trying to get Noella fired from, uh, Noella and Nicole fired from season 16 of Orange County. I now can say that she is de- has denied the reports um, and she chatted with Entertainment Tonight to shut down the gossip once and for all. In the interview, Heather said that she'd like OC fans to recognize that she's not as powerful when it comes to the show as some want her want to make her out to be. She said, there are rumors that I tried to get Noella fired before the show started, and then I called everyone to tell them not to film with her. That never happened. I love how powerful everyone thinks I am, though. As for Nicole's exit, Heather denies any involvement in Nicole's decision to walk away from the show mid-season. She said, let's debunk this. So I've, I've seen rumors online that I had Nicole taken off the show, and nothing could be farther from the truth. Honestly, I brought her on the show, and I tried to get her to stay on the show. I thought she was great. And she's an incredibly nice girl and beautiful and fun and great lifestyle. Like all of it, I tried to get her to stay on the show. She also admits that she hopes to clear the air with Shannon at the reunion. She said, I would like to clear the air with Shannon and really discuss what happened and let us both tell our sides to it and hopefully move on in a super constructive way, which I feel like we've done in real life. She also said, I feel like there are people that have said that I came off too harsh and that I blame Shannon for something that I shouldn't have. But I have other feelings about it and other information that I want to talk about that might make things clearer. Maybe people still won't agree with me, but in my mind, it's why I felt the way that I did. 
I am personally looking forward to whatever information she has to bring because I feel like she went a little too hard on Shannon, uh, where she should have gone hard on her friend Nicole, who never even spoke about this in the first place. That's just my opinion. <laughs> okay, so I did want to share, Noella was recently on Watch What Happens Live, and it seems that Noella and former cast member Tamara aren't fans of each other. On the recent episode of Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked Tamara her thoughts on uh, newbie um, Noella, and in typical Tamara fashion, she didn't hold back. She said, every village needs an idiot. And Noella appeared on Watch What Happens Live a short time later and threw some shade at Tamara while reacting to Tamara's diss. She said, honestly, being called the village idiot by the most iconic village idiot is kind of epic in its own, so I'll take it. She added, it makes me sad, like, girl, you're not a housewife, get a new gig. Um, Andy then stood up for Tamara noting in all fairness to Tamara she has a new gig and I asked her the question uh, referring to Tamara's role on season 2 of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip (laughs) naturally Tamara got wind of Noella's shade and fired back on Twitter saying this iconic village idiot made it for 12 years and counting hashtag RHOC that's kind of iconic in itself I mean yeah Noella's kind of (laughs) I don't know about her, guys. We'll, we'll give it. We'll give it some time. <laughs> Closing off today with Salt Lake City. So, Heather, Heather Gay's secret past is coming to light after Lisa let the cat out of the bag. During part one of the Salt Lake City reunion, Lisa claimed that Heather was arrested for a DUI. Um, <laughs> while verbal sparring with Heather, Lisa said, "What about your DUI? You're such a great show of character." <laughs> Um, And Heather replied, I don't have one. Look it up. Then Lisa yelled back, yes, you do. I did look it up. You're a liar. Heather denied the claim. However, it seems she wasn't telling the whole truth as media outlets have dug up the details about her slightly checkered past. According to The Sun, Heather was arrested and charged with a DUI on July 1st, 2012 at 1 a.m. in Salt Lake City. Court documents read, during the traffic stop, Officer Harker believed he could smell alcohol and asked Miss Gay if she had been drinking. Miss Gay responded that earlier. Um, in the evening, she had a few sips with friends at a local club. Miss Gay also told Officer Harker that she had a prescription for Adderall. So she allegedly refused to take a breathalyzer and was arrested. And at the police station, police obtained a warrant and Heather's blood was drawn. The, um, the test revealed a blood alcohol concentration of 0.06 and a positive result for amphetamines. Heather pleaded not guilty to the DUI and misdemeanor traffic charge at her arraignment. She later filed a motion to toss some of the evidence obtained via the search warrant. Heather's attorney argued that police exceeded the scope of the search warrant by instructing the toxicologist to search for amphetamines in her blood where the search warrant states specifically the substance alcohol, thus suggesting that alcohol was the sole item to be tested. Um, A judge denied Heather's request to suppress the evidence of amphetamines in her blood sample, and police later reduced the charges against Heather um, to reckless driving, which she found was found guilty of in court. And they also tossed the second court, um, second count against her. Um, and she was ultimately sentenced to 180 days in jail. The court suspended 178 days of Heather's sentence, and she was able to perform 48 hours of community service in lieu of going to jail for two days. Heather was ordered to pay $600 in court fees and spent 364 days on probation. She also had to attend the live Mad Victim Impact panel. (laughs) I thought this was crazy given the information that she seemingly denied. So hopefully she kind of makes a comment on this because obviously it came out. And I don't think 
that she should have assumed that it wasn't going to come out if Lisa had brought it up. Quick update with the Jen Shaw trial. If you were hoping to see Jen's trial play out during season three of Salt Lake City, then we're really in for some disappointment because um, this last week, Jen's trial was moved from March 22nd to July 11th due to the judge in the case having two other trials on the calendar. According to the Bravo docket, the judge noted that there is a chance this date is again moved to another date in the third quarter. Uh, This news almost guarantees that Bravo will bring Jen back for season four of Salt Lake City in order to capture the case on the show, not only because fans are invested, but because it is a ratings goldmine. However, despite Jen's story being ratings gold for Bravo, she may find herself in hot water with the network. As Jen fights to have clips from Salt Lake City excluded from her trial, she is throwing Bravo under the bus in the meantime. Um, Jen claims that Bravo created the luxurious lifestyle she's been depicting on Salt Lake City. A motion recently filed by Jen's legal team reads, Miss Shaw's luxurious lifestyle is a deliberately curated sham created by a master TV network which specializes in selling illusions of glamour, wealth, and luxury. Um, Ronald Richards shared this on his Twitter saying, Does at Andy know what Jen Shaw is saying about at Bravo Reality TV? Um, He said, This could violate her contract with Bravo. Very much could. I actually found this information really interesting. Um, These are the people that give her her paycheck, which she seemingly is going to need. Uh, (laughs) So I will let you guys know if I hear a comment on this, but definitely some interesting information. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of The Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. Here is your flash filming update. Atlanta is finished filming, so we should be getting the premiere sometime this year. Beverly Hills is obviously done. I've said that many times. And I think we are going to be getting a premiere um, sometime in the spring. It's definitely slated to come back real soon. Um, Miami is uh, wrapped up, I believe. The second part of the reunion was just... It just came out this week. So you can head to Peacock and watch that. I haven't heard any news about a fifth season. But I will let you guys know if I hear more information on that. Jersey is currently still airing on Tuesdays. New York is still on a hiatus. Orange County is still airing on Wednesdays. The reunion was filmed. um, Or it was filming as I'm, uh, you know, filming the podcast here. So it will be, we will be reaching the end of Orange County soon. Um, And Potomac is, um, here's a quick update on Potomac. Um, Despite all the casting rumors that we were hearing um, All the ladies reportedly have been asked back. All the ladies that were on last season have been asked back. So um, I will let you guys know when I see them kind of filming. We'll get to know if there's any newbies or anything like that. Um, And Salt Lake City has one last reunion supersized episode coming up on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. And I uh, will post my reaction soon after so you guys can hear my hot take on everything that went down at the Salt Lake City reunion But um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon.